talk to Buckeyes coach Chris Holtman. They are back from Indianapolis. Hey, Chris, how are you? Hey, guys, how are you doing? We're good. Coach, how long does it take uh, for you personally to get over a tournament loss like that? Uh, you know, guys, I think it takes a while. I think yeah. It's, uh, you know, I think it, uh, you know, players are more resilient with every loss. I think coaches will. It's, you know, it's the first time I've lost in the first round. Um, and I think uh, when when you lose early, like like we did in, in the first round, I, um, I think, you know, we understood. I think we all understood it's, it's the NCAA tournament. And uh, certainly – upsets happen and games like that happen um and being without Kyle we knew it was going to be a challenge with the team we were playing but but it'll take a while I think it's a normal process you try to reflect on the season as a whole but this you know your last game is always the one you remember hey coach as a fat guy eat your feelings <laughs> I'm doing a good job of that. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing a good job of that. A large pizza fixes everything, so, coach. <laughs> are, are you going to be rooting? You got to be rooting for Oral Roberts the rest the rest of the way, right? So it makes your team a little, you know, look root. better. Yeah, good, great question, great question. But I, you know, honestly, I don't root for anybody. Um, when, yeah. Once you get bounced out, it's, right? I think. Listen, I think people understood after they beat Florida that they were a good team. They're only, you know, there's been several 15 beat twos in the NCAA tournament, but there's only been one other team, Florida Gulf Coast, to advance to the Sweet 16. So uh, I think people realize they were a good team, uh, but we had our chances. We, you know, we, we struggled from the foul line and uh, even without a really important player in Kyle Young, uh, we certainly had our chances. We just weren't able to finish and, uh, that's unfortunate. You know, you guys were so good in that stretch, and I think uh, off the top of my head, I think you guys were ranked second in the country at some point. And then towards the end of the year, you struggled in close games, and then the Big Ten tournament, it seemed to fix anything. Can you put a finger on what happened down the stretch of the season where the team struggled a little bit in close games? You know, I think it's a combination. One of we were playing good teams. I think that's that's the first thing. Um uh, we were we were really playing good teams. We had we had a stretch of the season in February where we won ten out of eleven, and I, it's you know you're not going to win ten out of eleven typically in in a league as deep as the Big Ten. Um, but we did. We were rolling. I think we, r- we ran into a couple uh, games there where we just you know late in the season where we just you know missed some shots late and didn't execute as well as we needed to, and we're playing good teams. And then in the Big Ten tournament, you know. We were really playing well. We had an outstanding Big Ten tournament. Four games in four days, all of them close. Two overtime games. You, you beat Minnesota, uh, Purdue, uh, Michigan, and then have a tight one with Indiana or excuse me with Illinois in the Big Big Ten championship game. So I, you know, I think we, there's some things that we can reflect on and say, hey, what can we do late? But we we really had some some really good moments late. But we do need to improve in a couple areas for sure. Uh, we are with OSU uh, head basketball coach Chris Holtman. The fans over in Indianapolis, you know, you played all season with little to no fans. You played the Big Ten tournament with little to no fans. Did it seem uh, strange in the – here you are in March Madness, and do you think the no fans helped the Cinderella-type teams? You know, I, I think it always – in those what I've, what I've understood, guys, and realized is – when you play as a higher seed, a couple of years ago we played 
South Dakota State, who actually comes from the same league as Oral Roberts. You know, unless your fans, like, are overwhelming in terms of coming and supporting you, everybody in the gym is going to root for the underdog. So it is almost like a road environment in those in those situations. Okay. Now, we brought a lot of fans um, to Mackey Arena where we played this game uh, because it was close, uh, but so did they. Uh, they, they, brought, they brought a ton as well. Um, so I think that's just you go into those games, the people that are waiting to play the next game, those fans are rooting for the underdog. That's just the way it is uh, in, in March Madness. So it, it does become a little bit of a road environment, but our guys perform at such a high level on, quote-unquote, the road this year um, that I don't think – you know, I don't think that had, any, had anything to do with it. I think it's just uh, uh, our guys were really good in, in neutral and road settings this year uh, with the exception of a couple games. Hey, Coach, let everybody know, and if I, if I were to put a one-word term on this season with your team, it's sacrifice. I mean, to let everybody know out there how many times your team was tested, the quarantine. I mean, these are young guys in college, and they're sitting in their either rented house or dorm yep. room. I mean, that's a lot yes. of sacrifice for these guys. Is six days a week, and you know, keep in mind that coming into the season, people had questions about our group in general. You know, they knew we, we had a chance to be a good team, but we were picked seventh, eighth, ninth in the Big Ten, um, and we ended up finishing top ten in the country in the final AP poll, uh, which was I think one of like twelve times that's happened in in the history of Ohio State basketball. So our guys performed really well on the season uh, as a whole through a lot of really interesting challenges that every Big Ten team faced. Six days a week testing, uh, isolation, no time with family. Um, and that was really from about September on, guys. So, wow. you know, my yeah. first meeting with them after the season was go, leave, go see your families, go see your loved ones, go enjoy that. Um, and that's what they're going to do this weekend. And, Coach, you know, the morning after that that loss, I'm having my morning coffee, and I see those EJ Lydell uh, tweets. And above and beyond the content, the level of ignorance is so offensive. And I just – I hurt for that kid, and I feel bad that the program, that you had to deal with that at all. It's just – it was a horrible, horrible situation. Well, I appreciate it, and um, I, I give our I give EJ credit for bringing it bringing it to the light. Yeah, that happens, and we understand that a lot of these are, you know, maybe someone who has some type of vested interest in the game. I think we all understand that's yes. a possibility. <laughs> that's not code. Always, you know, it's not always your own fans. As a matter of fact, you know, we certainly get. I get it. Our best players get. Um, um, you know things from 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 fans, but it's also from uh, you know from other fans sure. people who have some type of interest in the game. Yeah, EJ handled it great. It was it was disappointing, um, but he he you know our our law enforcement on campus are are you know looking at it, and I think there's going to be. Uh, potentially some resolution to it. So that's what I was going to ask you, because I just saw a story the other day, a guy who threatened, he was a gambler who threatened a bunch of baseball players just got five years. I mean, where does that, are you getting updates on where it stands? Have they found the guys yet, or are they getting closer to finding the people? I think they've zeroed in on one of the guys for sure, 
and it particularly is, I believe, you know, surrounded by, uh, or, or, or it's really narrowing in on those the okay. threats, the actual threats. But I, I think, yeah, I think they're they're moving forward with that. You know, EJ will have to decide if he wants to follow through with the prosecution. He's an unbelievable kid. You know, he's a sophomore who busted onto the scene, helped us have some incredible moments right. this year. Um, he's a he's just a beautiful kid. Um, but we'll see what, what type of uh, resolution comes from. And I think in his mind, all we wanted to do was bring attention to, um, you know, some of the abusive parts of, of being a an athlete in a public setting like this. Hey, uh, let us know, I mean, what can you say about who's coming and who's going because players can stay because of COVID an extra year. So that's a huge advantage from a coaching standpoint if yep. someone wants to be a graduate student or, or just hang around and play another year with you guys. Is it difficult, though, because there's a lot of rumors of guys coming and going and you're kind of up in the air what, what your roster is going to be? Well, you know, that's college basketball nowadays, right? You guys yeah. probably have followed yeah. college basketball. I mean, the season's not over and there's 700 and right. kids in the transfer portal. So, you know, we know with college football and college basketball, the transfer portal, it's just where it's at now. I, I do um, – it's a very, very exciting time because we have a strong core returning from, you know, a team that had a good year. So I think that's exciting. But, you know, we'll have some guys that might test the waters. Uh, we'll have some guys that might want to look at – they didn't play as much, might want to look at uh, a place where they could play more. And then, you know, we'll look at bringing in guys. I think Kyle Young and C.J. Walker, C.J. Walker, were, uh, those were our two seniors. Uh, they could play another year. C.J.'s going to go play professionally. Um, he's been in college five years. He's got a daughter. He's ready for that. Kyle, I think, will have a decision to make, and I'll support him either way. We're not going to pressure him and tell him to come back another year unless he really, really wants to. And if he really, really wants to, we'd love to have him. He's gotten better every year in our program and been a big part of what we do. And again, I think we certainly missed him in that last game. Hey, how hard is it to evaluate? Because obviously a coach go, you know, when you take a job, I want to be here in a certain amount of time, or I, I you know, I want to do this. But boy, you were you hired a little late, later than most coaches. You had yeah. a canceled tournament last year. You had COVID this year. I mean, <laughs> geez, when you evaluate yourself, what do you do? It's really hard. Indiana's open. No, no, no. No, never. <laughs> I'm erasing that from the tape. <laughs> You know, guys, uh, four years, um, we've qualified for the NCAA tournament four straight years. Uh, we've had four 21 seasons. We're one of six programs in the entire country that play high major basketball that have had four straight 21 seasons. It's us, uh, Gonzaga, uh, and then I think the other, I forget the other the other ones, uh, maybe, maybe Villanova. Um, I think that getting to the Big Ten championship game was important for us this year. Um, I think having three postseason opportunities and having one, two games is good, but we need we need to improve upon that. Um, listen, you know, Kyle Young's one of 12 players in the history of Ohio State basketball to qualify for four straight NCAA tournaments. So wow. there's a level of consistency uh, that we've been able to uh, set a foundation for here that um, that has been tremendous. Uh, we haven't we haven't reached the peak years uh, that Thad reached yet. I think we're poised to have a really good run here in the, in in the future, and I'm excited about that. Um, but I feel very good about what we're doing. I, you know, it was disappointing the tournament getting canceled last year because I think our team was 
was trending in a really good direction and was really balanced offensively and defensively. But, yeah, I feel really good about our accomplishments. I just – you're hungry and for, for, uh, for what we can continue to do. And the exciting thing is, is I think we have a chance to have a really strong core back and build from there. Coach, I went back through our schedule. It was a year ago when we had you last on, and it was right when everything shut down. And I remember we were doing the interview, and you were standing on a corner on your morning walk, and we could hear the traffic, and we all had a laugh and everything. So it's been a year. Thank you so much for coming on with a couple of clowns like us after that uh, <laughs> Lydell situation in the loss there. We really appreciate it. Sure thing, guys. Always good being on with you. All right. Thanks, Take Coach. Care.